Welcome to another episode of Behind the Design. I'm Mark Grazier, Editor-in-Chief of Mary Traveler, the hotel industry's most popular online travel magazine. In this episode, we explore the world of Destiny, a major video game franchise created for Activision by Bungie, the guys behind Xbox's Halo franchise. In the game, which debuted in 2014, players assume the role of a guardian, protectors of Earth's last safe city as they wield a power called light to protect the last city from different alien races. Guardians are tasked with reviving a celestial being called the Traveler while journeying to different planets to investigate and destroy the alien threats before humanity is completely wiped out. The sequel, Destiny 2, came out in 2017 and introduced more planets, characters, and missions. The franchise is clearly rooted in sci-fi with its otherworldly locations, but what's clearly evident when you play the game is that the game's designers needed to ground their sci-fi settings in reality. And in order to do that, they were influenced by real-world locations that you can visit right here on planet Earth. That's clearly evident in the newest expansion pack, Destiny 2 Forsaken. And in this interview, we explore how travel inspired the final look of the game that people have spent countless hours playing. Uh, my name is Steve Cotton. I'm the game director uh, at Bungie on the Forsaken. Uh, my name is Matt Teager. I go by Teej. I'm the game director at Heimlin Studios. Um, and for people who don't really understand what that means, like, what does that mean with your role what, what and, that, and with this game? What do you no, do? What, what is, yeah. What do I direct? Uh, so, uh, we have a, we have a big game and we have a big team. And so, uh, that requires someone to kind of keep all of the parts of the game in their head to make sure that we're making all the right decisions about what we make. Uh, and what, if we're answering the right, if we're, if we're solving the right problems, answering the right questions and uh, if we're making something that we're going to be really, really excited about. And so I try to keep all those things in my head. What, what it really boils down to is I just listen to a bunch of great ideas and not a lot. Uh, that's, that's really how my job yeah. plays out. But uh, yeah, so direct the team, set goals and, and we make the game. Yeah. I mean, that's it. You know, there's, there's um, um, a bit of a fallacy sometimes where people think, oh, well, there's one person that has all the great ideas Right. And that's the game director. And that's just simply not the way it works. Right. Um, as game director, you're, you're kind of understanding that the overall where we're trying to move the ship. You know, what's the overall creative direction and how do we as a team get there? Now, the one thing I felt um, that Destiny did really well when it first came out was uh, essentially introduce this new world that you wanted to spend time in. And in order for that to work, you kind of it is a fantasy game. It is a sci fi game, but you have to you know, make it a place that people want to spend a lot of time in. And for you guys, you want people to spend a lot of time in this game um, and play it over and over again. Um, but in order to do that, um, did you feel like you needed to ground it in reality with, with the look of, you know, you have buildings, you have, you know, what people wear, all that kind of like real life kind of stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we talk a lot about uh, relatability, about human relatability on uh uh, in all the places that we, we go. Uh, and we're making a sci-fi game. You're going out into the solar system. So that gets kind of challenging. And we, we, uh, you know, we wanted to build a universe that implied some kind of a foundation of human uh, colonization on all these planets to give us a grounding to have that relatability. Uh, I remember working on uh, Venus on Destiny 1. I know we're talking about Forsaken, but this one was a really good example for, for me because... It was uh, the challenge was how do you make Venus a place that you actually want to spend time on? I mean, this is a planet that you know is uh, its year is actually shorter than its day, and and it clearly can't support life, and and it's not a it's not a place you'd actually want to spend any time on. Like, what would a Venus look like in a world that you'd want to be there? 
Uh, and we talked a lot about like, well, in my head, like, uh, Venus, you know, feels hot and muggy. And like, I, you know, I, we, we looked a lot at, at Vietnam and like what the, 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 the rainforest of Vietnam could look like. And we wanted to pull some of that in. And then we, uh, we talked about like sulfur volcanoes and, and that would be really cool. And so we tried to marry those two and maybe it was on a coast of like orange water and like, we're, we're quickly getting away from something that's relatable, but we grounded it in the things that we understood and the things that people could relate to on the surface. And so uh, uh, we were really excited with how everything in, in Destiny has kind of evolved to kind of hit those goals. And now in Forsaken, uh, we wanted to take you to a lawless frontier. And Tiege can talk about the lawless frontier, but, <laughs> but like, from my, yeah, from, he could talk forever about it. But my, from my standpoint, like setting up a, a desert plane on an asteroid rock I mean, it, that started to it, they started to marry a little bit, and then having the idea of space tumbleweeds floating across this asteroid surface sounded really, really we cool. We just put space in front of everything. It sounds <laughs> space yeah. doves, yeah. space tumbleweeds, space whatever, space, um, space doves. But you know, the the thing um, <laughs> I in the new expansion, yeah, yeah. yeah. Space I, bats. I think about um, the physical location that you go to. The world that you're going to be in is a character. It really is a character, and we, you know, this is a very character driven kind of universe of destiny. And, and when you start to think about the place that you're going to go as a character, a real dramatic contributor to the story, the physical landscape, I mean, that, that's the way I kind of approach when we're building places. So so let's talk a little bit about the Tangled Shore, which is our um, one of our locations that you're going to get to. And and the idea was we were all very excited about the, the reef, which is the um, in, in the destiny universe is the kind of asteroid belt, this area of mystery. And we've only ever really hinted at it and you've gone to it in a little bit in D1, but, but really didn't get a chance to really fundamentally explore it. So we knew this was this area of mystery that we could, we could approach. And then we also knew that early on, we, we are as, as Steve brave, the lawless frontier was our kind of key um, direction that we were going towards. And we knew we wanted to tell a Western in that. And so what are the kind of physical cues that people are used to within that, but then how does it get twisted to be the destiny universe? So the tangled shore itself is you could, uh, here's what you have to imagine a bunch of asteroids and pieces of spaceships mashed together with grappling hooks. There is no as there is no atmosphere, right? There is no, you're always standing on the edge of the space of, of the abyss. And so that puts you in a very precarious place. But then when you start to think about those Western elements, we, we, you know, you have large expanses of desolation that make you feel alone. Like you are, thematically in the story, you're beyond the reach of the vanguard. So we really want to have the physical space express that as well. And so we looked at lots of reference for, um, you know, typical like American West and some other kinds of experiences. But then you always have to kind of run that through the or how do we twist that and reshape that to make it be the destiny spin on that. Yeah. Can you be more specific? What were some of those real world locations that you thought, OK, this is kind of something we want to adapt? Like you were talking about volcanoes um, for Destiny 1, but for this one. Uh, there are, you know, um, we looked at actual um, actual asteroids uh, that have landed on the... <laughs> we didn't our, go to our, any, our, our, but we looked at them, yeah. They're meteor, meteors if they land, or meteorites in the atmosphere. I don't remember which it is, but... Meteorites in the there's, yeah. there's one in, yeah, in Oregon, the Willamette one, that's like really, it just got this amazing texture detail to it. And so uh, we looked at things like that. We looked at, you know, just your sense of scale in, uh, as I said, the American West is a really good example of like kind of really big expanses where you can kind of get a sense of, of distance and, and, and scale. Um, and then, um, you know, we're also making stuff up with um, um, spaceships and stuff like that. Um, 
So I, I don't know. You have some other stuff. I, I, well, I mean, the, the Tangled Shore is a really challenging one because this is a place that is is doesn't uh, actually relate to a lot of places in, in on on Earth. I mean, it's a collection of rocks tethered together that are uh, that are porous and and yeah. look like they 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 belong out in the deep recesses of our solar system. And so uh, I know we I know there's a lot of reference that we looked at for what those rocks could look like. But as far as like the the place we. We tried to evoke a sense of, like, the frontier with, uh, with a hap- with with the inhabitants, uh, kind of acting like a town or like a refuge, right? And uh, you know, even even to the point where, like, we we looked at we looked at saloons and and uh, things that would would evoke that kind of a, a feel and a vibe. And and uh, we're not going to spoil anything that's actually on the Tangled Shore, but but there is a there you know there's a place that has a lot of that has a lot of that feel. Um, there, I don't know. Did you go any to, there's, there's any saloons other, to do no, some research? No, in? Not, <laughs> like, but there, there's one other kind of um, this is uh, you're really gonna have to squint your eyes to kind of uh, understand this or, or think about how this relates to Destiny. But we were talking a little bit before we started about travel and you know travel experiences and stuff like that. And there's um, this is this place of like compressed and smashed together different um, looks and uh, feels. We have a very disparate kind of location where you're sometimes you're inside an asteroid, sometimes you're on the top, sometimes you're seeing a civilization that's built on the bottom side of it. And so, um, as I said, this is a bit of a, a stretch, but sometimes when you travel, you see weird stuff and think about that. So um, years ago, I went to Rome and Rome was a, is this place that has this like just layer upon layer of history, right? That's mashed together in weird like uh, angles and 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 very unusual places, but you can just feel the sense of humanity of thousands of years. And so I think there's some elements like that kind of concept. Not uh, there is no direct like kind of visual comparison I'd say you'd make, but the kind of theme about just mashing together things that don't quite make sense that they would be smashed together. Also, there's a bit of that with this kind of how this destination is kind of constructed. Yeah, give me more examples of that. And and I'm not saying yet yeah, specifically a specific design that appeared in the game of a real place, but that influence. Um, well, you know, uh, the very specific place in, in Rome uh, was the, have you been to Rome before? Oh yeah. Well, I just, I just got back from Rome a couple of months ago. The, yeah. the, the forum, like the actual, actually, it's true. The, the forum <laughs> is like um, this place where I remember it's, like going through it and I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. like 15 feet yep. below street level and I'm 15 feet below street level because this impacted levels of thousands of years of people living which was just crazy. You know, it just, I don't know, it was mind-blowing to me. Like, it was, it was very, very uh, uh, meaningful kind of experience that I had. And so when uh, when I think about video game spaces, I think about things like that. So the the, the forum was a really great example of, and, and you know, also when you looked at like the Coliseum, for example, like you really have to squint to imagine what that looked like in all its glory because they ripped all the marble off of that thing, right? It doesn't look exactly the way it looked, you know, in its heyday. Yeah, and I think uh, I mean, there's of course we're going to take you to all, all these different places in the in Destiny in general, and just Destiny Two takes you to to a bunch of different planets, not just the Tangled Shore. But uh, I know for me, like I, I I go to a lot of national parks. I like to kind of take in what like all the different national parks and, and kind of the geography that they that they uh, they they bring, and they're all very different. A lot of them in Utah, especially like Moab and Bryce Canyon. You go to those places, and they just inspire you. That you can basically create just about I, anything, and it and it could happen. I think we could make Bryce Canyon like <laughs> in, a, a in, own, its own legitimate <laughs> totally. destination. That it is really a is completely looks, un- otherworldly place. Yeah. Um, and so those places have always inspired me. Whenever we're we're uh, designing the environment, even no, no matter what planet it's on, 
the types of environments that are just intriguing and just naturally interesting to walk around and to explore and to, 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 like you said, like lots of overs and unders and like those types of things are, um, are, are super interesting and super, uh, I think like impactful to the way that we think about the space. You know, the other part that destiny has always done exceptionally well is the sky. You know what I mean? Like the, the, the sky boxes in, um, and, and any of the destinations are, I think they're the best in the industry and they, they really do create this sense of expansiveness. And, and, you know, I was, I remember talking with Jason Jones a long time ago, like that destiny has this hopeful component and that is really um, demonstrated in my mind in the, the skies and the kind of sense that's brought with that. That yeah. is a big part of, you know, the, the, the space you experience, not just the physical part you walk on. Can you talk about um, Gambit and a what is it um, and then the location that you run around in and you see this civilization that used to be there and you see the church up on the yeah, hill and yeah. some of the other buildings like what influenced that look? So uh, well that that actually uh, Gambit the, the especially the level that you're getting to play at E3 uh, is is on the EDZ and um, we did a lot of research and a lot of uh, research about where like different locations within Europe that could inform uh, what that what that environment looked like. And we wanted to do uh, a, a post-apocalyptic, it's a hard word to say yeah. when you're like doing it, a post-apocalyptic uh, version of a European city. And, uh, and, that's what, um, and that's what the EDZ is. And so the churches, the, the structures that are easy call outs that people can like instantly reference. And again, back to the relatability and how important it is, and especially in a game mode like Gambit, uh, you want people to be able to call out the church or the ruins or the beach or the, the or the forest. And uh, yeah, landmarks, landmarks it, are very important. Yeah, it, it, landmarks are important in the game in general, but they're really important in a, in a, in a game mode like like Gambit. Anything where you want to be calling stuff out to your to your teammates. Uh, and the more relatable those are, the easier they are to understand just at a glance, the better they are. And so uh, an old burned out church is perfect um a uh again like a crashed a crashed cabal ship which isn't we did we didn't actually get to see any crashed cabal ships in our research but a crashed cabal ship that's another really good call out but because it's on a beach that's where that's where you talk yeah, about you need the scale yeah. reference like you need the things that i i understand how big a trash can is right <laughs> or i understand yeah. how big a mailbox is and, and then you can put fantastical things in that world because i now i've got a, a yardstick that i can put against it and understand when you don't have those things it's a lot harder to um, tell the story of the place. You were talking about it being influenced by Europe. Is It, it looked very Eastern European to me. Yes. So not necessarily like yeah. Paris or anything. But. Right. Uh, you know, I... The I know that the one of the mines was uh, the mines in on the EDZ were inspired. I think they're the Salzburg mines. I think that's what we like sort of we looked. Yeah. Uh, the um, yeah. The truth is that the I know that the the, the guys working on the EDZ uh, looked at a lot of different reference of a lot of different kind of cities. We didn't want to pick one specific city and and build that exact thing or even that town. They wanted to make something that was unique to Destiny but evoked a bunch of different places. Is there anything that you wanted to design that you just thought was too weird um, <laughs> or just didn't work at all? Uh, I, I mean, I think early in Destiny uh, development, we talked about doing uh, locations and planets that didn't have that property of something uh, relatable that you could you could attach to. 
and they weren't as successful when we, you know, we, when we would run around them. And so, uh, we, we definitely decided really early that we always wanted there to be something relatable on every, in every place that you went. Uh, I think, I think the that we, did, we tried, like we started with, I know we, we explored a VEX world. We, we started thinking about a VEX world and what that would be. And I actually think that a VEX world now, if you wanted to go there in destiny, I think people could, could absorb that much better now because they've been exposed to the VEX architecture over time. And that would make sense to them, but we didn't want to just throw you in that space and again say go and have you not understand anything. But the, the, you know, the, the space tumbleweeds is, is, is part joke and part reality. Um, you know, on the Tangled Shore, you know, when we were first starting to do that location, we didn't have some really good reference, things like that. And we st- actually brought in some little bits of vegetation, which I know doesn't make any sense, but it does really ground you in a westerny kind of vibe uh, to have some little, little small things that you can be looking at. You know what I mean? Um, creating a large, desolate environment is actually, in my mind, a lot harder than making a super dense jungle because your your sense of how do I bring a sense of character and flavor to a big open plane is actually rather challenging. So there's a bunch of tricks that we did, especially in the opening area, where we really wanted to ground you in um, this this um, lawless, empty space about creating a bunch of space that's kind of outside of your play space, but it looks like it's in your play space a little bit from, you know, like your first landing Yeah, but it turned out amazing because it makes you want to explore uh, this this barren landscape. I think it's the right amount of like, oh, I want to go check that thing out, and I want to go check that thing out, and that rock formation looks like there's got to be something over there. So, When you do a lot of testing and you watch people play the game, do you... Do you get annoyed when people just run through the levels and don't look at it's anything? Excruciating. It's excruciating. Um, no, you know, the, that's the reality of our media. Like people digest it in um, any way that they want. And there are people that you wish they would move forward faster to kind of get in, enraptured in the, the emotional ramp you're trying to build. But But some people like to take their time and explore and other people just plow through. Like that's just the reality of games. Like it's, not like any other media. We can't control how they behave. I, yeah, so we embrace it, it. it. It can get frustrating. Um, I think that the thing that Destiny has, though, that, that allows us to not be as frustrated as we, we could be is that we, we ask you and we, we, you want to spend time in these worlds and to learn like every nook and cranny, especially when, when, when we're doing it right, right? When we, when we put things out there that you're, you're constantly looking for and, and trying to find, uh, you you know, I think that I've seen this in, in Warmind, actually, like we've been we've been kind of evolving destiny over the last year. And Warmind does this really great thing where it's like you get put on Mars, but everything you're asked to do, like you have to really learn Mars. You, you really become intimately familiar with every every nook and cranny of that destination. And it's so satisfying. Like when you, the second that you realize you need to go somewhere to do something and you and you instinctively know how to get there. It feels really good. And, uh, and so we're trying to do the same thing on the Tangled Shore and the same thing in the Dreaming City. Uh, and that's been, uh, that's been a really important priority for us. So I wanted to get your, um, just A, what are your, some of your favorite travel memories? You go first. Oh, man. Uh, I, love, uh, I love Germany. Uh, I actually lived there as a kid for a while, and I love going back. And, and just, I like castles. <laughs> I, like, uh, I like, we actually have one in... Uh, forsaken actually uh but i like castles and um uh, i like mountains uh i love the pacific northwest uh because it has such a variety of of climates and 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 things to do um uh i also really liked going to australia and how like when i when i the first time i stepped in australia like the 
the the foliage and the like the types of trees were so much different than anything I'd seen. It actually felt like an alien world, and so uh, that that has inspired me a lot of t- what I had one revelation actually, and I don't know this was about I don't know about ten years ago, uh, where I I I made something in an environment and I was really excited. It looked really cool, and uh, it was a it was literally a a road on a mountainside, a concrete road that was just super reinforced. But it it took you up. I think this was in this was in one of the halos. I can't remember what I did it for. Uh, and I had uh, I had somebody come over and say, you know, uh, that would never exist. That that is that's that would never exist. And literally the the next week, I was in Italy, and we were in I think it was Sorrento or one of the t- tiny towns in Italy. And there was this gigantic concrete road going up the top of a mountain, and it was like to a church. That's it. They built an, They built this ex- entirely reinforced road up to up to one church, and I came back and I was like, "It would exist, and it does exist." And suck it. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying, Steve. Everything you just talked about is in the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, um, you know, for me, uh, I recently, in the last couple of years, took my family to an adventure resort in Belize. And that was just a, a, a mind-blowingly awesome experience to kind of go. We stayed in the rainforest and. We got to explore Mayan ruins, which is kind of my bucket list. I have, you know, as a kid, I was growing up. I loved National Geographic, and it was I had my bucket list is uh, to call uh, Machu Picchu and Easter Island. And I got two of the three done. Uh, I got to go to Easter Island when I was much younger, and that was just this amazing place. I, I I think maybe you know subconsciously that often influences me in the sense of mystery and wonder of like seeing these giant statues all over the place. So. Um, Machu Picchu is the last one on the list. I gotta, I gotta figure out a way to get there. But um, I like that kind of travel a lot. Like kind of going to ancient ruins has always been really interesting to me. I'm, I'm a, you know, want to be archaeologist maybe. <laughs> why, why do you think people should travel? I, I always find that uh, travel changes your perspective in a really good way because it, you realize not everyone lives the same way that you do. Like I, we try and take the kids with us because uh where we live in southern california it's um you know that's that's one way that people live but when we went to belize and my kids saw how people live there and went to guatemala which is a very poor place and 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 see how people are actually living it's a fundamentally different lifestyle and we're also trying to to plan a trip to tokyo which is a whole different perspective on how people live i really want my kids to grow up realizing that um people live in very different ways and no way is the right way. It just, and it just kind of opens up your mind to different kinds of um, uh, ways of thinking, which I think is really important. Like if we all had a kind of a, a broader, more global perspective on life, I think, you know, the world would be a much better place. Yeah, I, I mean, I 100% agree. It's all about perspective. Uh, like, I mean, I think today, nowadays especially, you kind of grow up in your own eco chamber and, uh, you know, with social media and on Facebook, it's like you get used to this the same reinforcement all the time and sometimes travel just reminds you that that there's that there's just you know other stuff out there it's like it's it's amazing and so for me just it, it's inspiring i like to be inspired by travel and even if i could you know we couldn't come up with all the exact examples i think all the travel we've done and the things that we've seen ha- uh give us this library and this backlog of ideas to put into the game and uh yeah, Machu Picchu would be amazing. We yeah, should right. go there. Like, let's say yeah. we should do a we research trip. But, but uh, yeah, like we we've been lucky enough to have traveled enough to have seen amazing things, and I think it just let it really just helps you understand like what's 
possible. Uh, and because like I said, like you can think that something just wouldn't exist and it, and it probably does. But, and, but what's also crazy, this is weird to come. You realize how different things are in different places, but also how many similarities there are, right? Yeah. Like we all, you know, perceive the world in similar ways. And so people, you know, like even just architecturally might solve the same problem different ways, but they're still solving the same problem. Right. Or, um, to think about like, like we were talking about ancient Rome, like the heights of, uh, door frames were, were very much shorter than they are in kind of modern times because people were shorter, right? Like stuff like that that you wouldn't like clue in on unless you were there kind of breathing a space. Um, so I find that stuff fascinating. I also travel for the food, but that's yeah, uh, well, different, that's, totally that's different. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, and before, uh, I just want to make sure we get this, but I can't wait to play more of the game. But what what are some of your favorite parts of the game that you want to kind of point out to people? I'll go first. Go first, yeah. I love the first moment when you land on the Tangled Shore. We kind of took a risk, right, with the with yeah. the formula about the game, the way the game works. Usually the game is very clear about, okay, this is your next thing to do. And we, because we really wanted to drive towards this, you are on your own, out past the pale of, uh, uh, you, you have no support system. We kind of just throw you in it and let you explore for a little bit. We don't really tell you what to do or how to do it. Right. For very, it's not a long experience, but it is a kind of unique experience where you kind of yeah yeah throw you we, to the wolves a little bit. You're alone. Yeah, we we uh, you know that I I actually like both destinations for different reasons that we have in Forsaken and uh, that one that moment where you step on the tangled shore and you 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 feel alone and now you it's up to you to go find out what you need to find. Um, the uh, the Dreaming City also has a, a similar moment for me that you you kind of come around a corner and you're exposed to this just enormous enormous like mountain and 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 door and and the environment is just it's it's surreal and uh, and so I'm really excited for people to experience that for the first time because because it, it it's yeah it's it it's it's an emotional moment when you come around and you're like oh my god wow I can't wait to explore this it, place it has that kind of like I just entered Yosemite. <laughs> and I, oh, holy yeah. crap, like, look at that thing. It's it, amazing. Yeah. It has that kind of feel. Yeah, like, uh, I remember I remember going to uh, Zion National Park and walking in through the, 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 there's this little road that goes through there, and you come out, and I think it's Angel's Landing that's just sitting there, and that, that, that feeling of, of like seeing all of that and its glory is just, is, is fascinating to me, and I think, I think we've, like, I think that's kind of the feeling that we get when you, when you, when you come around that corner in the Dreaming City. It's fantastic. Um, well, I think that covers everything. Best yeah. interview you've ever had. Right? <laughs> that was really. It was, was really, really good. good. It was really, really good. <laughs> that was a really. Those are amazing questions. Yeah, I love. I love. I mean, you've brought us back to where thinking about that yeah, stuff. I was it thinking was about fantastic. all sorts. Of, like I remember we had this one family trip to Lake Powell, and that was like a really. I was like, man, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, I. Had, I kind of want to think about it more, so I have even better examples. That was fantastic. Not the typical video questions, right? No, not at all. It was great. Yeah, thanks so much, guys. I really appreciate your time. And um, yeah, looking forward to spending a lot of time with the game. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of Married Travelers Behind the Design. Check out other episodes of our shows wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And don't forget to check out Married Traveler at traveler.marriott.com for inspirational travel stories. Traveler.